boy. Greetings, Earthlings. What? Chris what? Earl Jones. Chris Earl. <laughs> James Earl Kurt Stiltz. Oh, boy. <laughs> For some strange reason, this voice hurts after a moment or two. Why do you think Mr. Collins like struggled on Supernatural? Hey, Dean. Dean, how are you, Dean? Okay. <clears throat> I'm ready when you are. I've been recording. Oh, you have been recording? <laughs> Since you started doing the voice, I had to do start so recording. <laughs> if, I, if I flatten it out a little bit more, it's Wolfman Jack. How you doing, boys and girls? I've actually met him. Did you really? Yeah. You have to tell me that story sometime. Just not now. No. All right. Well, for recording, I guess it's one of those times. <laughs> All right. So let me see. Let me see what I'm going to do for an opening here. Um, Yuck. <laughs> gooey dog. There you go. Yuck. Yuck. Gooey dog. No billies were harmed in the making of this podcast. Way annoying. It will All right. depends. Three, two. Several vocal cords were harmed in the making of this podcast. From Rochester, New York, the home of several people who have no idea why they're awake this early on a Sunday morning. This is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And everything can be geeky if you love it enough. Starring the inimitable Daniel Carmen, the irrepressible Tanya Metris, the irreplaceable, irreplaceable, I'm going to try that again. Anyway. Um. <laughs> irreplaceable. The beat, the beat, the beat, the beat, that's all, folks. What? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I finally sure. get it right. I just want to say, um, for all you guys banging on me for um, I not having a Star Wars t-shirt. I did not t-shirt. put a Star Wars t-shirt on today. And I made it, I, I like went out of my way to make sure I was, because the first t-shirt on the, on the pile was my green Yoda t-shirt. And I'm like, nope, I can't wear that today. We're doing a Star Wars podcast. Yep, that, nope, would be, I that would not make sense. I specifically dove so. into my drawer and said, uh-huh. do not pull out a Star Wars shirt. You guys, I'm telling you. So that's great. That's a fine opening right there. That's it. All right. How you doing over there, Daniel? I'm okay. Good. I'm here. You're here. I see that. I'm here. I'm present. Present I'm and accounted you. for, sir. This is three weeks in a row we've actually been in the same room for a change of pace. This is kind of cool. And I we know. keep saying we're going to take selfies. Never do. I know, I know. We never do. We should. We'll make a point of it. Dan's going to... Are you going to make a selfie? Do you take selfies right now? No. He's doing that right now. It looks like he <sighs> survived camping. He, he, not, uh, not, no. not happily. Not happily. <laughs> he, he Was it a little on the humid side? I got zero sleep. Oh no! I, me and the ground do not get along well. So less than normal. Sleeping. Now you were in Boy Scouts. Did you ever do the camping thing? Back oh yeah. When you were, and it was it but okay then? I was or? young back then. That's kids, true. Kids don't That's a mind fair point. the ground. I, I, I'm I'm a little bit older than I was when I was Just a Boy a Scout. Smidge. Just a smidge. Just a smidge older than that. And I haven't I, slept on the ground in. No, you Since didn't have like long. an air mattress or a I had, I had a little mattress. I had a mattress. Okay. It was a pad. It was, you know, uh-huh. but still, it's just. Oh, anyone now, out there can probably relate that you're over the age of like 40 ish. 25. 25. Yeah. 25 well, it depends on how much alcohol you had the night before. Well, there's that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I remember the last out. time I went camping, but Dan I slept wasn't fine. doing that. <laughs> there's passing out versus camping. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. Oh. It just was not. Comfortable. Oh, I'm sorry, and, and plus, I, 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 we put up our tent on us. There was a very slight tilt, uh-huh. which you didn't notice until you were really in the tent and laying down. Like, and Zach was like, "I'm, I was sliding down to the bottom of the tent." <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, you could feel it. It was just enough just to bother So it was you, just you and the boys? No, it was me and Zach. Just you and Zach? Yeah. Now, what was the, the event? It was just a, a first Boy Scout camp out. Okay. So we were the okay. Boy Scouts. Gotcha. So um, I don't understand camping, Boy Scouts, I outside. I really don't either. I'm not an outside fan. No, I've I'm spent, not an outside fan. I spent fan most either. of the week outside, but it was because it was in my backyard. And yeah. as soon as I finished the yard work, I went back in the house where the air conditioning was. So. Mm. Yeah, I did miss air conditioning, but um, it was it was good. I, mean, I wanted to give him his first his first taste of camping, you know, mm-hmm. being a Boy Scout. You know, what a Boy not, Scout aside from about. sliding down to the bottom of the tent, how did he do? He was he okay? It was good overall. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was good. He was with a couple of his friends were joined the troop also, so they're all you know. So he had his his the three of them, and then with the old, older boys there, mm-hmm. so. Um, overall, it was, it was a good time. It's mm-hmm. just that I was whipped because there was I got zero sleep yeah. Friday night. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, we went on a five mile hike on Saturday. We got lost. Oh god! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have figured your way out. Well, we got we're, we're Boy Scouts. You know, we're, we're a, bunch, a bunch of scouts. So you know, Be we, have a compass, right? we have compasses. compasses and stuff, and, yeah. and you know, Google Maps. And even though there's no signal out there, but we're at um, Rattlesnake Hill, which is by Swain. So okay. It's in the Swain area of the, of the next. The, Aptly what, named, I hope not. Not that we saw. Okay. So I don't know why it's. I, I assume there must have been at one point, but um, yeah. But they they have trails, so there's you know there, it's it's a state, not necessarily a park, but it's a state preserve. Mm. Um. So there's you know there, there's dirt roads getting in there. Then they they block it off, and you have kind of you know the service roads. So we were kind of walking down. Mm-hmm. And then they have these great trail markers right at the thing. Mm-hmm. But then the trail then it stops at that point. So you got a trail marker, very clear, very nice sign. Mm-hmm. Then you get in like five feet, and like there's nothing else to indicate there's a trail. So we're like, <laughs> oh like, no! So so you know, we, our first two attempts <clears throat> failed miserably because we got in. In you know, we're first one we stopped pretty quickly because we ended up at a, at a swamp and there was no indication of any trail. Right. The second one was going up a hill, so we up got up the hill, and then did. You know, there's no sign of the trail after that, so we mm-hmm. just kept on wandering in the right direction, and we found. This stuff and then our third attempt, it started off great. It was a, it's called, it's called it a horse trail, whatever. Mm-hmm. So there was some sign markers like all over the place. Then like halfway there, they stopped. <laughs> oh, so suddenly there's no more sign markers. So we're like, we can either go back oh, or we can try to, you know. So we ended up going not cross country because it's in the forest, but mm-hmm. cross woods and heading down south and eventually made it back. But it was a, a lot more adventurous than I thought hike should have been. It is really accurate to say you were off the beaten path. We were very off the beaten path. There was no path we were walking. No. Ralph Waldo Emerson would have been proud of you. Yeah. Oh. You took too, the load, too. rest traveled. It was, it was uh, quite a hike. Robert for the, Frost. Oh, is it Robert Frost? Yes. 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 It's been over almost two, two roads, roads diverged, diverged in, in a yellow, yellow wood. wood. That's right. I'm sorry, the, I could not take. We even did that on Poetry Slam yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that's one of my favorite. Poems. My my my, uh, my English professor is probably rolling over in his office or grave, whichever is more applicable at the moment. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, so it was um it was quite a hike for the the kids, the three youngest kids' first hike. Okay, first bicycle hike. So yeah, yeah. but they all survived, so it was good. You know, How sore are they? Zach said he was okay. He had a couple. He got a couple mosquito bikes because I, I wasn't very good with the mosquito spray. But, and he got some scrapes from going through the underbrush the because the yes, because mm-hmm. of that. And I have a whole bunch of scrapes from that too. But uh, he said he's fine this morning. He's so. going camping again. Not anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> probably in the fall because in the summer, the summer they do the big, uh, the big. Scout camp in the Adirondacks, Massawipi. So that's um, a week camp. Mm-hmm. And then the, the troop itself is doing another camp in August. 
um, like about four or five days, um, which he's not ready for that yet. But no. by next year, he'll be going on more and more. So there cool. you go. Yeah. There you go. So it was good. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up our, our opening trilogy of, of our, our quote unquote new format where we focus on essentially are not a book club series mm-hmm. completely at this point. And we've done uh, episode four, A New Hope, and episode five, Empire Strikes Back. So today, Star Wars, episode six. Nine. What? Just kidding. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Don't do that to me. That's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> no, it is six. <laughs> now we're going to have the Jar Jar podcast. <laughs> Misa, think we're all going to lose ratings. <laughs> We'll get to him eventually. Uh, so episode six, Return of the Jedi. Yes. Nice. And so when uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it'll be um, some, um, hopefully we don't get sued by Disney for using their music, maybe. We won't get sued for using no. their the no. music we're playing. They we won't get sued. For oh, that's that. right. We'll just get blocked in North Korea. Yes. Yes. That's yes. the. <laughs> yes. North Korea does not like us. No. Which I think that's actually something I would use on my resume. North Korea does not like me. That's, I like that one. I like that one very much. All right, so we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Give it a shot, Dan. You know you want (laughs) to. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, God. That's hilarious. That's all we got. It's just so sad. All right, so. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction of a new armored space station, even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. You know, the more I read those opening crawls, the more I realize they have almost nothing to do with the actual story. (laughs) It's like a vague hint. It's 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 like the the little intro. They're telling you what happened leading up to the opening scene, not what's happening in the movie. But the thing is, is they're like unknown to everybody. There's a new Death Star. But by the time... They actually, everybody's together and at Rebel Fleet. They're talking about the new Death Star and how they're going to deal with it. It's because like because many Bothans died, died to, to get, get us this information, yeah. just not me. No. Right. <laughs> and where do they get all these resources to build all these giant things? Well, when you have, basically when you are when you when you own an entire galaxy, you have several trillions upon trillions of asteroids and moons and planets to mine from, and slave labor, and slave yeah. labor, yeah. you know, and, and clones. And clones. Well, the clones. I see. The clones are kind of a questionable thing. They never mention the clones except for the Clone Wars Mm -hmm. uh, during the original trilogy. But then they become more prevalent as the newer stuff, the the prequel series, the and like Clone Wars Mm -hmm. animated series stuff like that. So they've kind of integrated the clones into canon since then. But they really were never dealt with much. You you had no idea what the Clone Wars were in the the original trilogy. Yeah, it's funny because I am actually the average height of a stormtrooper. Are you? An average height of a stormtrooper was about five foot six. Interesting. I never knew that little tidbit. I, I was watching it on the the MythBusters Star Wars thing because someone came in to um, was it Adam Savage? Mm-hmm. Is he one of the ones that was? So how tall is Mark Hamill then? Because I thought he was taller than five foot six. 
Right. But You're a little short to be a stormtrooper. Storm I think that's the joke because yeah. then they say um, that the guy that was on Mythbusters is 5'11". He goes, actually, I'm tall for a stormtrooper because the average height of a stormtrooper was 5'6". I wonder where that piece of trivia comes know, from. I don't know. That's I would look that he's up. He's 5'9". And <laughs> so he's actually taller than the average stormtrooper. <laughs> and and the five foot eleven guy just means that somewhere along the way there's a stormtrooper that's like four foot eight. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Kenny Baker's other costume than R two D two was actually. So everyone's googling uh, what the average well, height yeah, of a stormtrooper. <laughs> because that's just odd to me that because you know you would not think of a stormtrooper as imposing and you know depictive of this imposing and, and overreaching. Empire at five six. You know, I'm thinking six foot. You know, that's yeah. You know, more uniform height for that. So I, I'm not sure that little. That's wild. Well, maybe the helmet and body the, armor. It adds, adds a few to, inches. Adds a few inches. Uh oh, Dan found something. This one says five foot eleven. Right. It says uh, stormtroopers portrayed by assorted actors is five foot eleven. Mm-hmm. Or one point seven nine to one point eight five meters. Yes. So that one guy who said five foot six was just—he was just—we're going to discount him right now. Yeah, uh, because uh, um, John Boyega is also five nine, and okay. he was a stormtrooper. Well, yeah, we'll bust his myth. Seriously, wow! Look at us myth busting or busting the busters. They, they, they said it said five foot six on there. Uh-huh. I was like, they didn't think it was. I thought it was two. It was if a you myth. can't trust myth busters, who can you trust in this world? <laughs> no, Honestly, it was actually quite funny because it was the Star Wars. It was ones. a myth. Myth. Uh-huh. Myth yes. <laughs> they you. mythed on the myth. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a cold. See, I see. I brought in two there. There you go. <laughs> I was like, is there a height requirement to become a stormtrooper? I would assume. Well, well, initially, they were all clones. So. Yeah. yeah. Just asking because I'm 5'4", and I don't think I'll be making the cut. It was somebody's... Uh... Like Dan and I could not squeeze into stormtrooper armor. No. They we didn't. would look badass doing it, but... Yeah. We need special, yeah. special armor. Yeah. We'd be in the, the, the taller troops. Right. I said something about what a death trooper. Mm-hmm. They're fun. You know, like the All rockets, right. where they have the certain height requirements, and they have to be in a certain range and legs. Yeah, yeah, we have legs, but that's our only. And qualification. we know how to use them. <laughs> our only qualification <laughs> is we possess legs. <laughs> that's it. All right, so um, Return of the Jedi. Yes, Return of the Jedi. Revenge and of I, the Jedi. That, yo, it, it, that was its original title, wasn't Revenge of the Jedi? And then they were like, "Oh no, family friendly. We must change it to Return." And then use Revenge of the Sith because, well, Sith are mean and we're more edgy in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. so we can handle it. Um, so we start mm-hmm. on Tatooine. Yes. And, and so we have established Jabba's Palace. We've established that C-3PO and, and R2-D2 are in place. I have a comment to make about Luke Skywalker's plan after we're done talking about the whole Tatooine sequence. Okay. Okay. Um, but first things first, we just go through, and, and it was funny because Tanya and I were, you know, Tanya comes over, we watch our, our movie to prepare for podcasting, Ian was here, my son was here, mm-hmm. and um, we were timing everything out, essentially, by the sections of the movie, so I'm like, because Juno, <laughs> Juno was getting, was little... she was getting ir- a little irritable, and I said, I'll feed her after Tatooine, and Ian goes, it's amazing that you have everything timed out based on the sections of the movie, he goes, what's next, the, the brief sp- stop and day go by, I said, that's my pee break, and we, <laughs> <laughs> pee break. And we moved on. Um, it's time for a pee break. <laughs> Sorry. We're making references to everything else along the way. This is yeah. so cool. I don't think I know what that reference Do is. Do tape 14 part two. Yeah, that's, oh. that's why you don't know what that, no, no, what they that is. They programmed in pee breaks oh, okay. so that you could actually stop the tape and not feel like you were going to miss anything. Oh. Yes. Because they were very thoughtful. I see. 
And it, it was fun to say, it's time for, for a pee break. break. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go, go now. <laughs> okay, back to Return of the Jedi. Why? <laughs> anyway, I was having so much fun with that. Yeah, anyway, well. um, so we go to we get to Tatooine again. Three PO has the first line of the movie, essentially, mm-hmm. which I don't remember. Did he have that in Empire Strikes Back? Um, what is the first? Sequence? I don't know so. because it's ho- it's. Luke on Hoth. Okay, right, right. The so the, in the first and the third move of the original trilogy, C-3PO has the, the original, the first line. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. We're, we're are, are tied up in a bow here. Our final movie of the Star Wars saga mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the time. <laughs> and uh, and it was just so funny to see 3PO in his ultimate, like, prissiness. Well, the thing is, and I've mentioned before how annoying he can be. Yes. And as I watched him in this movie... No, I think unfortunately that would be me. Get back here! I don't want to go in. Yeah, what are you doing? I love yeah. how he just kind of like gently yeah. taps on the door yeah. and then goes, oh. and like within a heartbeat, he's like, "Nope, they're not answering. We're no, leaving." No, if, if my <laughs> wife was R two D two, let's go in here and do this. And yes. Goes, no. Yes. Wait, wait, where are we going? Where oh my are we god! Going? So there's your Halloween costume this yeah. year. You and Susan have to do three PO and R two. You know, we'd also have to switch heights. <laughs> That's part of the the part of the the fun though. Uh huh. But um. No, it, it was funny. I, I remember getting a kick out of realizing that Jabba's palace, the door is a droid. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just had being oh, yeah. monitored, but the whole door was essentially a droid. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was kind of interesting. The, uh, the newest had, in security. Yeah, I just thought it was like a mechanized door. Yeah, mm-hmm. with a droid in it. Yeah. Well. You know? But huh. Talk about having the ultimate bouncer. A little reminiscent of uh, Wizard of Oz with... Uh, yes. Um, Dorothy and the crew going up to um, uh, after they get the yellow brick road to Emerald City, mm-hmm. and there's the door where mm-hmm. the was. I forgot. That, that, that's the that's a movie we're going mm-hmm. to put in the series somewhere mm-hmm. along the line. I think just because it's a classic, and it would be interesting to look at it from the hindsight of you know what? How long ago was that? Was it the 30s? 30s, yeah. Wow. So Ooh, 30, 60, 80. Yeah. So looking back at it from 80 years of hindsight and, and experience mm-hmm. with movies and whatnot, that'd be fun. So like one of our next trilogy type thing could be like three classic movies there you go hmm. yeah i like that nicely done oh, bravo so back to jabba mm-hmm. um Ooh, now ha, at the ha, at the ha. time this is the first time you ever see jabba the hut mm-hmm. right because now we've we've all familiar with huts all you know because except they put him in star wars no. but, they, they, but they when we first the saw they retroactively the they retroactively yeah. sl- slotted him in so and, it's not the first time we've seen it in this Viewing of right. the trilogy, but, but it was the first time we saw, saw it initially seventies in and eighties. Yeah, back in the seventies, yeah. the, the original viewing of the trilogy, we'd not seen Jabba. Right. We've only heard references to yeah. him, and um, he's not, pretty. He's <laughs> pretty ugly. It's a big slug with it, arms. It took six people to uh, animate uh, Jabba the Hutt. Seems to be on par, you know, six six per character. Yeah, I mean, to the, work six, the full size animatronic. If you think about it, over the past forty plus years, six people have had, have brought Darth Vader to life. You know, so it's a magic number for bringing a character to life in Star Wars. Apparently, six, six. Ah. Oh. Anyway, so <laughs> for those of you who understand that joke, you're, thank you. All right, um, we'll use it over and over. For again. For those that don't, I'm sorry. Yes. So the the whole let, let's talk about it. Let's pick this apart. The whole the whole Tatooine sequence. The whole going Jabba's palace. Everybody insinuating themselves in, to establishing that Leah is there, establishing Han, Chewie, R two, C three PO, Lando's Lando. there. You know, eventually Luke shows up. Um, so you can see that it's an organized um, 
organized jailbreak. They organized jailbreak to try and rescue Han. That that there is there's a certain thought pattern in mind. But did I, I got to ask? I was going to wait until the end, but I got to ask. Did Luke really anticipate being captured and sentenced to death? Is that like all on it? Like everything he just he anticipated that this was all going to be that he was going to have to fight the Rancor that hit, this was going to happen and this was going to they're going to wind up on the Popeye like pi- pirate ship yes. and, and then well, he was going to be in a position where R two was going to have to catapult his lightsaber to him across yeah. a, an open space. Was this all really? Did well, he see that? Isn't one of like the Force powers is kind of seeing like all the potential scenarios, kind of like Doctor Strange? Yeah, but Luke and is so- that good yet? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, well, you know, we'll talk. I, I want to talk about Luke's skill set a little bit further on. I mean, he, he was know, very quick end. on going from Padawan up to uh, yeah. Jedi right, right. Knight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you would think that he is strong in the Force. Uh-huh. He just doesn't know how to access and tap into everything. Yet. I, just, I just want to make a quick side comment. He's quick to tap in the Force. He's quick to go from Padawan to Jedi Knight. All right. He's quick to have all this stuff. If he was a female character, everybody would be like, oh, Mary Sue. He's just a Mary Sue. It's just a Mary Sue character. Just making that comment, just saying if, if Luke Skywalker was a female, somebody would be like, that's not believable. So screw you, whoever thought that. Anyway, moving on. Had to go there. I'm just- and, and plus, how, if he's that good, why did he go, have to go back to Yoda to finish his training? training. Yeah, seriously. Well, I'm already I think perfect. He, I think he exactly. just needed that like acknowledgement and validation that he is done. There's always more you can learn. He fulfilled a promise. He said he was going to come back, so yes. he went back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a little thrown off um, by timing because I thought I knew that there was supposedly three years between uh, the first and the second movies, between New Hope and, and Empire Strikes Back. I thought there was like another three years between Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So I'm thinking six years total from beginning of the saga to the end of the trilogy, the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And Tanya and I got a little squabble over, and then she looked it up, and, and Ian looked it up and confirmed. Apparently, there's six months. Between, between the, the end of, of, Empire. of Empire Strikes Back and the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Huh. To a, a, like a total of a year, because we think that um, uh, Boba Fett might have been carting Han around for about six months mm-hmm. because of travel through right, the right. galaxy and things like that. But and they then, seem to travel pretty fast through the galaxy. Right, That's because they of, do <laughs> time jumps. I mean, yeah. it, that so therefore they kind of wave the time that... There was a recently released novella or comic book or graphic novel. I'm not sure what, but apparently um, there's this whole sidetrack where Han's carbonite casket had been stolen by another smuggler or by another bounty hunter or something like that. So there was this whole heist thing going on where Boba Fett had to recover Han before he got him back to Jabba. So I thought that was interesting where there's a story where Han Solo's involved, but he's not really involved. (laughs) Just saying. Just hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out. So, yeah, so approximately uh, like... From the beginning of Empire to Return is like um, a year. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's really not as long as you would think. So you, so by the time that he is on the Death Star 2 facing his ultimate destiny, Luke Skywalker is only, what, 23, 24 years old. Right. And when you think about it, Leia was a senator of a whole planet at the age of 18. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of, of New well, Hope. Uh, Padme was fourteen-year-old uh, queen, right. right? And then eighteen-year-old senator. Yeah, leave it in the hands of the children. People, they know what they're doing. We sell them short. We really do. All right, so so like go back to my original question. Luke really had it all planned out, like you know, because I don't know if he really anticipated the rancor. You know, I mean, he could, why didn't he get the lightsaber earlier? I mean, R2 was around. Probably, yeah, he knew that he'd probably be searched for weapons. I mean, but he but still, once he got in there, he mm-hmm. could have. 
take it at any time. Why do you wait to that moment? Why do you, yeah, you know, he could have taken it while there were, you know, he could have had R2 drop it down into the Rancor pit with him. Instead, he had to do the whole lightsaber stance with a big bone. Yeah. You know? but, but then all the sets that they had ready for that other scene would have, would have yeah, been so it's plot. <laughs> what we're so, saying is it's all plot armor. <laughs> right. The entire well, plan had plot armor. Well, yeah, yeah. of course. It's I, mo- just, I always remember movie. just, I remember looking at it like, I, even at what? It came out in 82, 80, 83. So I was 12, 13 years old. We were, you know, Dan and I were 12, mm-hmm. 13 years old when, the time, when it came out. Um, you know, it, it always like, wait. He had he has this moment planned out. How did he know to get there? How did he know he was going to be in this moment this mm-hmm. time? Just I couldn't figure it. I couldn't get there. I was trying really hard, but there was a lot of cool stuff going on with that whole thing. Right. You know, you were so used to the rebels versus the empire, empire versus the rebels, and so you're seeing imperial um, battle stations, and you're seeing imperial emplacements, and you're seeing the rebels all ragtag, look, you know, scattered wherever they are. You, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> you saw you know a little bit of the other side of the galaxy, you know, living. In the early days of Tatooine in the first movie, you know, we see all oh, the rough and tumble bar and whatnot. But to see the gangster's palace, you know, to see the 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 cadre of people and the the um, the entourage and you know the musicians, it's redecorating. It really did. It, this is the muppetiest of the. It yeah. really three. is the muppetiest. It really is. <laughs> it's you know the delicious crumb. You know, and... o- over the years, you know, they've made changes from the original. Uh, 83 version to yeah. the re-release to the video to the blah 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 uh, was all of that in the original version do you know or was some of it added? Quite a, quite a bit mm-hmm. quite a bit was in the original version because I no it was so long ago I really don't remember what was and what wasn't at I this mean, point the music mm-hmm. number changed that's what I that and was specific. it added a couple sort of, of characters it added the background singers mm-hmm. they were different that's what I was. But the band was still pretty much okay. there. The band was playing music, live music mm-hmm. in the background. So I mean, say what you want about Jabba, but he had live music in his yeah, place. Yeah, he did. And that would be like the the hangout. Mm-hmm. I could imagine Singers. Billy hanging out in the background at yeah. Jabba's place because of the live music. It, it, it was good, but I was wondering, <laughs> was that really there in 1983? And I couldn't some, remember. Some of it was, but yeah, they definitely he added some. But yeah, did they really take time for a musical interlude? Yes. I do and, remember that. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do remember that. It was almost like the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to start. Would, see, now that would have been yeah. a perfect throwaway. I mean, uh-huh. if you want to keep it a kids' movie, then you have like while the band is playing, you do a quick take behind the scenes of of the uh, the stage area, and there's Kermit struggling to figure out how to pay these people because Jabba's not giving out the money. You know, <laughs> come on, man. Anyway, Scooter runs out to try and say something to C three PO and gets dumped into the Rancor pit. You know, <laughs> the cast of pigs in space wander by. That's it. Oh. That, would been, that would have been classic. Oh my god. Two guys up in the balcony there, they're you all, know. They're all running to get into a ship to run away from Jabba's palace, and there's the guys from Pigs in Space over yeah. on the launch pad next to him. Come on. Missed opportunities, George. Come yes. on. You had friends with Jim Henson's people. Come on. You could have yes. done it. Oh, side note. I yes. watched that Sesame Street documentary yesterday. It's called Street Gang. Mm. It's phenomenal. Oh, I, it might be my favorite movie I've watched in a long time. Mm-hmm. So watch it. Street Who's this Gang. again? Street the, Gang. Street Gang. It's a documentary about the history of Sesame Street. Okay. And it's so good. Okay. I, I laughed. I cried. It, it was amazing. That's cool. Did you I kiss loved five it. Five dollars goodbye. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> five bucks goodbye. Five bucks for a movie? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Seriously. I don't even remember that as a matinee price. I anymore. think you can you can rent that like on YouTube now for like yeah, three ninety nine. Yeah. No, it's nine ninety nine. Some some of yeah. them. Yeah. All right. So, so I just that's that's but I wanted like the whole the whole Jabba's palace sequence is cool 
and has some really interesting bits to it. But the whole uh, Luke's plan seemed so flawed on several levels. <laughs> but somehow and he was it worked. so cocky too. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he was so yeah. smug. Mm-hmm. He's like, nope, got everything under control. And Han's like, okay, great, yeah, <laughs> sure. But my favorite exchange between the two of them, how are we doing? Same as always. That bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, according to um, some Star Wars canon, I'm, I don't know if it's like um, books or whatever, mm-hmm. Luke had been to the Sarlacc, Sarlacc pit before. Oh, really? Yes. How is that established? During daughter? his adolescence, it was a popular dare amongst his friends to jump into the Sarlacc pit in a low-flying sand skimmer. So I'm assuming in... Like books or novels or whatever. It's... So somebody retroactively is trying to explain why Luke knew what he was doing. Yes. I mean, he has home turf advantage of being on Tatooine, but... Right. So you probably knew of the yeah. the, the dreaded Sarlacc pit yeah. or whatever. I mean, they used a couple of throwaway lines to get him into an X-Wing in the first movie. You know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I used to bulls by womp rats at two. Me- you know, they're not much bigger than two meters. So he was there was this, <coughs> They were doing those throwaway lines. It would have been nice if they got, gave us more than you know. I grew up on this planet. You're going to die on this planet. Convenient, and then, you know. But more than that would have probably been indicating a home turf advantage thing instead of a retroactive. I'm going to try and explain how he knew this. Yeah, I've grown up on Earth, and I don't know much I'm about it. Right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you can't do the whole planet just because you grew up on one part of it. We're certainly going to try. Right. Yes. Because, you know, do the thing. But mm-hmm. moving on. But, you know, uh, how long do we want to spend on, on, on Leia's outfit? Um, the, Not much because it wasn't much of an outfit. There wasn't much there to begin with. I just saw <laughs> something about. about that outfit. I wonder. That's like, what everyone remembers about that movie. Even if you haven't seen the movie, yes. that's what you know about the movie. It's the iconic. You've seen the Slave thing. Leah outfit. The Slave Leah outfit. And you've also um, seen it. If you've gone to New York Comic Con, you've seen it at least three dozen times. Yeah. On the- there, were, there were several versions of Carrie Fisher's slave costume. One was made of metal, form fit to her body. Another was made of rubber and was used for the stunt scenes because it was more comfortable. Oh, I'd hope oh, so. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. But, but we referenced, I'm like, oh, it's the... It's the twin uh, swing to oh yeah the twin from, swing the twin swing from the first movie they did it again in this movie coming off the sail barge yep. yeah to yeah. the other that's, one that's it, right yeah, it, yeah. they swing across the the chasm in the Death Star and then mm-hmm. they swing across the the gap between the the sail barge and the skiff mm-hmm. yeah so the twin swing did they get one in an Empire Strikes Back I don't think so no, no they didn't they didn't get a they didn't get to swing together yeah. swing which is. <laughs> has so many different connotations when you consider that for the first sort of two movies we didn't know they were brother siblings. and sister yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird but yet we have at, at, at this point in the movie we've not gotten that revelation yet that has no. not come about the fact that you no. know that Luke has been crushing on his sister apparently Tatooine's in West Virginia but anyway <laughs> just saying but, but Leia does kill Jabba in that yes outfit. she does and that's you know the, the late great amazing Carrie Fisher um, had this great quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it as best I possibly can, but somebody keeps asking her, well, what am I supposed to tell my daughter when, they, when she sees you dressed like that? You tell them that a guy forced me to wear it, and I killed him for it. <laughs> <laughs> she had so many great lines. Oh, yeah, Carrie she did. Fisher, man, I'm telling oh you, gosh. she was just, we didn't deserve her. She was mm-hmm. amazing. <sighs> Moment of silence for Carrie. There, there you go. go. Um, do we want to talk about anything about the whole? I mean, they rescue Han. You know, Han gets to see Chewie. You well, know, we get to hear him at first. Yeah, we, to hear him first. Yes, here that was a great scene in that in that <laughs> the, cell. The, the blind Han. Yeah, I'm Chewie? all right, man. I'm all right. I still, you, you know, how much of Star Wars do we still quote in our everyday life these days? I've got a bad feeling about. Well, this. that's yeah, the that's, given. That's, yeah. that's the that's a given. And, um, but I, I, I will actually have. Um, 
I've come back from the office after being out sick for a couple of days, and I'll hear what's been going on, and I'll say, yeah, I'm out of it for a little while, and everybody gets delusions of grandeur. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, didn't you use that line the other day? Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. I did, as a matter of fact. You were saying, Billy? Billy? No, I, I, I didn't have anything. I, I, I thought I interrupted you. I apologize. Nope. All right, moving on. But is there anything else we want to say about the Tatooine sequence while we're, while we're rolling through? Sand gets everywhere. Sand gets <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning up after that was a pain. Uh-huh. So now we move on. Cause, and again, like an empire, they're, they're together. They get all together just to split the party. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. They split the party. Never split the party. So, <sighs> so Luke goes off to, uh, to Dagobah to have his, his, uh, his catch up with Yoda. <clears throat> and the others go back to the fleet to, to join up and figure out what's going to happen next. Now, it wasn't as, as uh, fraught with danger of a splitting the party this time. It was more of like an, uh, like a side quest to complete. There were turn-ins. Yeah. There, was, there were turn- quest turn-ins. <laughs> <laughs> complete you <know>? the circle. <clears throat> complete the circles and, and then bring her. Because Luke shows up and jo- rejoins the team for another they split the party moment and, later. And Yoda's health really went downhill in a year. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you. I mean, he was doing well, great. And then all of a sudden, 900 boom. years old, you look. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, but he was 899 last we saw him. I know, seriously. But, but, it was only six, been six, six months. months. So, yeah. Well, well, still. 900 years. Another, it, another great meme is, is, is parents can relate. Yoda's heard so many questions from Luke that he just decides to die and get up. <laughs> yeah. Enough. When you've had just one too many questions, you just decide to die and get out of the way of the kid. But, um, you know, and I've, seen, I've seen lots of material after that, too. There's a lot of people who like to try to fill in the gaps and explain things that don't make sense to help you deal with the experience. Where just... Suspend disbelief and roll with it. You know, don't worry about it so much. I mean, this is still basically a kids' movie. Yeah, I think this episode more than the other two. Right, and those were very kid friendly. Well, it didn't. The, it, the second one was kind of tough. It was more of a teenager yeah, friendly than kid friendly. Yeah. No, um, um, but, the official poster in regards to this displayed the, a disclaimer: this film may be too intense for very young children. Right, because there was a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. in it. I mean, you have the death of Yoda. You have, you you start to see Vader throughout this. You see him more as as a flawed person than a imposing villain. In the first two movies, he was this incredibly imposing villain. And then, of course, you had the big plot twist, the classic mm-hmm. iconic twist of "I am your father" mm-hmm. at the end. But it doesn't humanize the man in the suit. In this one. You, you you see his deferential treatment of the Emperor. You see the Emperor basically take this iconic villain and put him on his knee. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you see kind of you see his he's 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 very focused on trying to find Luke. He wants to get to Luke. He needs to he needs to just just track down Luke. And there's almost an obsession to it, uh, a little bit. It, it was weird. You you only have this imposing methodical villain. Who, who can pick things apart piece by piece in a very systematic fashion. He's a guy who's, I, I, I'm itching. I, I, gotta, I got something I got to do. Mm-hmm. And then the, and we'll, we'll talk about it more down the road because they finally when they have their confrontation there on Endor, you know, at the outpost when, when Luke is brought in by the stormtroopers and they have their first exchange face-to-face really um, there on that bridge uh, there. And, and you hear the sadness Invader, you know, it, it says it all right. It's too late for me. Mm-hmm. It's not. He's not confident. He's not comfortable in his own skin anymore. He's not this imposing villain with a plan, with a with a method and a system. His this is a guy who's been cracked. Yeah, he's he's resigned to his own fate. Mm-hmm. He's not like, no, I'm happy. I'm here in the bad guy side. It's it's no. It's too late for me. 
you don't understand. I have to obey. And and somebody on TikTok pointed it out. This crystallized thoughts that we've. But Vader has been a slave all of his life. Mm-hmm. He's been a, mm-hmm. he was a slave when he was a boy. He was a slave to the Jedi. He was a slave to the dark side of the Force. He was a slave all of his life. And there's a sadness to him. And you're like, wait, there is a. It's not just a robot. There really is a guy in the suit. It's oh, mm-hmm. interesting. So, but I'm fast forwarding through. My, he had no control over his life. Nope. Right. I am fast forwarding through my list of things that I wanted to talk about. But that's uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, I you see just inter- character change throughout the whole thing because mm-hmm. um, at the beginning, Luke actually uses the force to harm somebody. Yes. Harm the guards. And it's the only time he ever does it. Yeah. But, and he does it with confidence too. Right. He does but, it just very chill. he actually, because the force was never supposed to be used to harm. Right. He just doesn't push the Because that's the dark gu- side. When he goes into Jabba's palace, he doesn't push the guards aside. You can see they're grabbing at their throats. Right. He's, he's force choking him and pushing him at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, oh, he's not making that comfortable. <laughs> he's letting these boys know you got to get out of the way or I'm gonna something bad's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're seeing that that interesting. It's it's almost as if they're trying to do these little things to lace that. Luke might turn. Right. Luke might actually be go to the. Be the and, and there was a there was a couple of what ifs I've heard in, in other, um, other uh, documentaries and whatnot where the big twist in Jedi was going to be the return of the Jedi was Vader. Luke was going to fall oh. to the dark side, and Vader was going to return to the light side, and, and because of it. He was going to realize his failures. Luke was going to become Palpatine's apprentice. Vader was supposed to return to being Anakin Skywalker. Hmm. And then if the story were to continue, Vader was going to drag Luke back to the light. Huh. I, I, and I've only heard that from two sources, and I've never seen it in a book. It was just people talking. Mm-hmm. So, But it makes sense. There's, I mean, the way they set it up, there, there's the sadness in Vader, but also you see the hints of Luke falling. You know, to it, using his powers and using his con- overconfidence and being smug about his, his abilities and threatening Jabba to his face. Mm-hmm. You know, that's doesn't, it's not very Jedi-like. So they were trying to lace those things in. So it really could have gone either way. It was keeping you guessing. Yeah, Character yeah. development was interesting. Mm-hmm. But it definitely meant a very different movie. Oh, yeah. But I also think that y- it would have been a movie that would have revealed that there was definitely more to come. Mm-hmm. It would have right? led into... <clears throat> Another set of oh, yeah. like four or five immediately or six you know. movies after that. Mm-hmm. That might not had to wait for thirty years for sequels. Now and, and Dagobah, <laughs> uh, Ben Kenobi's ghost comes back, tell, tells Luke he has a sister. Yes, mm-hmm. and sort of ones didn't tell anyone mm-hmm. because Vader'd be able to sense it. Yeah, it'll endanger so, everything. First thing Luke does, I'm your brother. <laughs> yeah, goes and tells her. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Because Luke is an idiot. <laughs> well, that wasn't until the end, though. That's true. Well, but eh, still, yeah, he's st- yeah. it, him knowing it and sort of letting people know mm-hmm. endangered thing. Keep it a secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, let me go tell her. Yeah. I'll just tell her. Well, he couldn't keep it from yeah. Vader either. Yeah. So. yeah. Telephone, telegram, telecarry. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. yeah, but maybe he would. Did Vader know who his sister was? Without he didn't I, without establish no. that um, he just no. but but making you it, have a sister yes yeah. sister and the way he said it was really mm. creepy <laughs> it was can I just say that was really creepy it was, it was almost like joy <laughs> like oh no and actually before the reveal I did mm. back on um, Tatooine yeah they had to make sure that Luke and Leia got that one last kiss in yeah. 
Yeah, she gave it was a peck on the cheek before the, the yeah. twin swing again. Uh-huh. Twin swing yeah. part. So it was a full a full recreation for, of yeah. the for Death luck. Star swing. Yeah, yeah. for mm-hmm. luck. You know. But man, I'm telling you, wowzers. That that outfit. I'm just going to go back to that for a moment cuz just a moving moment. On. Just a moment. Okay. Moving on. Until Harley Quinn took over it was the top Comic-Con outfit. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Couldn't go through a Comic-Con without a, a, a slave Leah. We even had one, I think, in our first year, if I remember correctly. You would have remembered that. I should that. remember. I don't know <laughs> why I don't. But. Dan would have remembered that. <laughs> That's not something I remember. Yeah. So, okay. So, our story is going from Tatooine, and then it splits. The, the, the main bulk of the group goes to the fleet, meet up with the fleet to start talking about what's going to happen next. Luke goes off to have his exchange with Yoda. It just it was just interesting. It, it, Yoda's death was, was felt... It was palpable. Mm-hmm. It was a good moment. It just felt like, how did, why did he die so quick? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just bopping around a moment ago, and now he's gone. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, could, could they have just... Uh, I mean, you have Luke go back. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I suppose if he lives, then there's more training, or does Yoda just send him off, and Yoda becomes sort of a background character mm-hmm. for any future... It it it. it Created far too many questions yeah. for me, but you know, then I have a habit of overanalyzing things, so that's why I have a podcast. And you got to You had to give Frank Oz a chance to do the voice. I know, or, or is it Jim? no? It's Frank it Oz. Oz. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jim Henson passed away yeah. long before. Yes. When did he pass away? No, it was it wasn't that long. Was he still alive during yeah. Jedi? Yeah. Nineteen ninety, he passed away. Did he? Okay, so he was definitely around at time of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yoda's the only Jedi that dies on screen of natural causes. That's fair, yeah. Old age, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was exertion or battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where where did we go? Okay, after Dagobah, we wind up going. Luke goes. Back. He, Luke shows up at Fleet because mm-hmm. yeah. they're doing the whole Death Star two thing, and they're talking about it being they there. To... They're talking about its location. They're talking about general gist of the plan, and then they like, okay, Lando's going to lead the 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 space assault mm-hmm. on the Death Star itself, and they're like, okay, now Solo's going to you know. Do the ground assault, try and get the shield down, which seems very convenient to me that everybody's a general now for some strange reason, but we'll go with it. Yeah. And, it um, happens, you know. And, and so he's like, general well, you know, I've got my team, I've got the commandos, but I didn't have a command crew for the shuttle. You know, Chewie goes in, Leah, Leah volunteers, and nobody has a problem with the fact that Leah, who's this high-ranking member of the rebellion, you know, is going, he's going on this risky mistake. Yeah, is going to you know, go into this whole big... Uh, I know, it's like... <clears throat> All these main characters are going. Yes. Because she was like leading everything on Hoth. Yes. But now, now, suddenly now she she's on the away team. Run. Yeah, yeah, she's on the away team. And, and it's then, the old Star Trek version. You know, Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Scotty. Yeah. All the most important people. We're all going down. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And yeah. Ensign Jones, you stay up and, and guard the ship. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is that a red shirt you're wearing? <laughs> Everybody remember where we parked. Um, I, saw, I saw a meme in regards to the red shirt. There was a woman, whatever, wearing like a red dress and Bones is standing next to her and mm-hmm. he's trying to get her to take the red dress off because uh, if they're not wearing the red dress, you'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. That's just not right. <laughs> Moving right along. My, uh, just my last tangent, we'll go back to Star Wars. My, my favorite Star Trek cosplay is this girl. She's in the, the, the original series, Red. Uh, red dress and it's all torn up and she's got bruises and, and fake blood all over and, and it's all torn up and, and singed and whatnot. She's just looking very depressed. And it's go on the away team, they said. It'll be fun, they said. <laughs> <laughs> Moving 
on. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So they bring the they bring the party back together again. Gamer mentality. I you know, don't split the party. So they bring the party back yeah. together again. Just to split the party again. Just, well, when well, they got to Endor, yeah, yes. they, they they split the party again. Well, it was you know it was yeah, but it was Lando and other characters. Right, but yeah. what, once they land on Endor, when they land on Endor, then they get split up a little yeah. bit. And, they go off on their separate adventures that come back together and then they split a part of the party. It's, it's just it's, because Vader can feel my presence. Yes, it is. It, it just it was so weird that they didn't think about that ahead of time. Yeah. So, so I got close and Vader actually sensed them already. And also, since as we do the approach to Endor in the briefing on, on home one, when they're all together and they're showing the, you know, the incomplete Death Star and whatnot, mm-hmm. they show that the shield is emitted from this one point and envelops the Death Star. It doesn't go around the whole planet. It doesn't go around the whole moon. It just goes mm-hmm. around the Death Star. Mm-hmm. So why, <clears throat> why did the shuttle have to have the the shield turned off so they the can land on the moon? Yeah, that that was, was weird. Can I because, ask that question finally? Because I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so if the shield generator comes up around the Death Star, go the around Death, it. The Death Star has to um, be orbiting at the same speed. As the planet, right? In order for it to continuously stay there, and geostationary orbit is an easy thing if you have some simple planet, you know, yeah. orbital mechanics, you know, background. Well, why whatnot. wouldn't you yes, put the shield generator on the Death Star? <laughs> well, there's another well, question. <laughs> if this is this invulnerable shield, why wouldn't you put it on the ship? <laughs> why do you put it on a planet when the, the it's generating its own shield? The complexity of ge- of shooting <laughs> this <laughs> up <laughs> into <laughs> space around this giant ball up, you know. Yes, there seems to be a lot, an more awful lot of weird levels of complexity plot, here. Plot, plot armor, plot right. right. Holes. Def- that is plot definitely holes. plot armor because that seems. From a technological point of view, that seems very inefficient to do this. See, if it were me, I would have just come in from the opposite side of the moon, where nobody probably is, or we'd still steal the shuttle and just say, "Oh yeah, you know, we have all the codes, and we're all, you know, we're we're, we're we, you know, go team, we're Empire, mm-hmm. yeah, sure," and then land on the planet <laughs> and go get the shield. Why do you have to go past the command ship? Why do you have to ask for the shield to be dropped? Why do you have to do any of this? And if they could create these shields, why weren't they on other ships? Right. You know, if they can create these, as I said, these in, invulnerable shields, why mm-hmm. weren't they on any of these other, you know, Imperial cruisers or anything? Exactly. So are you thinking about stuff for gaming later today? See, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> this is the beauty of it. In our Star, in our Star Wars game that we play, I'm just the pilot. <laughs> The creative technical stuff is Scott's game, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's we're not going to see Scott until like September. You know what? The thing is, is, he gets to sit at home and figure all this out. I'm just flying the damn ship. That's my job. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all. But it's just—it was weird. There's lots of little inconsistencies that, even at 12 years old, I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes for interesting scenes, right? They built up their interesting scenes. They had their interactions. They got. A, a re- <laughs> Juno Chewbacca. Found his <laughs> Juno found a Chewbacca. There, there, there's great benefits to having home turf advantage, but then again, there's Juno. All right, so um, where was I going? Apparently, in the original draft of the script, this was also supposed to be taking place on Chewbacca's home planet on Kashik. Oh, so yeah, instead of Ewoks having the miniature, instead of having Wookies, you know, that had been thrown in the dryer and shrunk into Ewoks. <laughs> We were going to have full-fledged Wookiees, mm-hmm. but apparently the battle scene was far too, you know, brutal and dark because uh, an army of Wookiees versus mm. yeah. a couple legions of stormtroopers when they can rip their arms off. That would not have been pretty. That that would have been like that would have been a, what's what's his name who did the um, the Antonio Banderas uh, bandit movies. Robert Robert Rodriguez. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Richard uh, Rodriguez. I can't. Oh, yes, God, I can't it is. Guy's it, name now. 
Robert Rodriguez. Spy Kids too. He did. Spy yeah, Kids. he's he's like a Tarantino type guy. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez did like El Mariachi and yeah. What to Ben is cute. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And only, yeah. No, it definitely would not be as adorable. Did only one Ewok die? I think a couple uh, of them did actually because they yeah. made a point of well, focusing on that one. one. one yeah, but I that think impact. a couple of them are launched or whatever. Yeah, you see a couple, you know, yeah, get squished. But taking on a legion of stormtroopers, I yes. mean, stormtroopers are that bad. Yes, mm-hmm. even though on the first movie, no, they can't hit anything. <laughs> only, only, only a stormtrooper could be that precise. precise. <laughs> and then they get taken out by a bunch of teddy bears. <laughs> now, and also it leads up to the and the victory at the end. The final scene, you have the original uh, the original clip, which you sent me the, the link to. Mm-hmm. I saw it for the first time in, in a while. You have the teddy bear dance party. That, mm-hmm. And I got that party. That, I got that line from Deanna. Because I remember her saying it once, and it just stuck with me. I'm like, oh, my God, that makes sense. The teddy bear dance party. little teddy bear dance party mm-hmm. at the end of, of Return of the Jedi, the mm-hmm. original version. Now you have this montage across the galaxy of everybody mm-hmm. celebrating that the Emperor, Emperor has been defeated. I, it's like, how did they get the truly... The, get the news that fast. Well, and that it, also it makes still light you know, speed. You you can't. Did that many people hate the empire then, so much? Did that, they hate imperial rule that badly that then, then how? Yeah, that they're all celebrating you know across the galaxy like that. I mean, here half half of the people in the, in the United States love em, the empire. Thank you. Yeah, you know we, we we're <laughs> getting five hundred first. You know that's <laughs> um, it's, it's just it's interesting to see how. How the movies have changed, and I, I, you know, one of these days when we've talked about all three trilogies, I'd like to do an episode where it's just talking about the changes that Lucas has made, or whoever made, or whoever. Well, no, Lucas has been behind the majority of the changes, even the last three. Well, the last three was an entirely different yeah, creation, right? That's but when right. He, he can go back and we can see what he's done to tweak okay. the prequel mm-hmm. and the, prequel, the original okay. trilogies, okay. and even things that he's had a hand in and mm-hmm. canon in terms of. Other materials like you know Clone Wars and yep. animated series and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just to I don't know, just it's evolved. Of, it, yeah, yeah it has some evolved. of it's evolved. And, it's yeah. evolved, and some it, and sometimes it has caused more questions than answers. Which is it's well, special editions caused a lot of questions, but that's a, yeah. that's a different story. Yeah, well, it's not actually not a different story. It's just it's the same story, but told different, but different, different, <laughs> different orchestra. If I may try to use that analogy, yeah, yeah. Well, it says many of the ideas from the original script were either left out or changed. For instance, we said the Ewoks were, were going to be Wookies. The Millennium Falcon would be used in the arrival at the Forest Moon of Endor, mm-hmm. and Obi Wan Kenobi would return to life from a spectral existence in the Force. Wow, really? I yeah. didn't. Now that's new to me. I did not know that one. Wow. Where Alec would Alec Guinness would show back up? Yeah, that would be interesting. I wonder how they would explain mm. that. I, one. I don't. Yeah, know. that would have been cool. Um. It's a force. Anything could happen. Seriously. And they said um, the location for um, the forest location for the Battle of Endor is was a California location that the production was using was due for logging anyway. So the special effects crew were allowed to knock down trees during Uh, that battle because I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and work all day. She, one person doesn't know that song. Yes, I wonder why. Cut down trees. I can jump. jump. I, like I go to the left. Pre- oh. I got like the, go oh, to oh, a tree. <laughs> On Wednesdays, I, I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. She's walking away from the Tanya table. Has Tanya left says the pee break. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya has left the podcast. We miss you. We love you. Come home. <laughs> We'll we'll make substantially less Monty Python references. She's not buying it. 
That was a Monty Python <laughs> reference, yes. <laughs> Who took the dogs out? Oh, me, me, <laughs> Tanya, me. Tanya. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> that whole sequence on Endor was just... It was. There was lots of weird going on there. Actually, that's one thing I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. and that through most of the movie, you could tell effects had improved from seventy-seven to right. eighty-three. They've been the working on their spaceships, the battle sequences, but you put a put the Ewoks or lay on the little speed racer speeder on the land speeder the, the, on or the, the speeder bike on the bikes, yeah. and all of a sudden it turned into a Laurel Hardy movie from nineteen twenty-nine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, where it was green screen on a yeah. frame kind of a thing. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Juno came over to check you out. Oh. Yeah, there was, that, was, that was terrible looking. Right. And, and, and can we just can we make the comment that when our, the bulk of our party has finally returned to the Ewok village and they're reunited with Leia and she comes out wearing a native dress and she's two and a half times taller than any Ewok there. So where did they get the dress from? Did they whip it out real fast when she showed up? You know, how, how the hell is she? Their Amish-like existence turned them into expert <laughs> tailors, tailors yes. and seamstresses. Shoot, I had another thought on Ewoks and the speeder bikes, and I, I lost it. Shoot, that's all right. It'll come back around. Yeah. So we have our we have our battle on the on the moon and we have our battle up in space going on at the same oh, time. Actually, I, I just remember. Okay, go ahead. Okay, C three PO becomes a god to the Ewoks. <laughs> oh. Why didn't he just tell them these are my friends? Don't seriously. Carry them there were so many sticks. ways you could have gotten out of that. It was amazing. Why are you dragging them back to camp on sticks? Just no, they're they're with me. Yeah. How did this? How did this get out of hand? And why weren't they going to eat Leia? Why did they? You know, eat? why yeah. didn't they? Yeah, why didn't they threaten to eat Leia? Why they were suddenly they're going to eat the rest? It just there were so many weird things that just as a kid, you're like you're just rolling with like, it. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, things get out of hand. As a kid, we don't understand that. You know, mm-hmm. you break one thing, suddenly the whole house is on fire. You have no idea, right? You know, and then you're looking at it. The dog did it, and you know, moving on. I'm not speaking from personal experience, and um, <laughs> you know, just there's just so many great moments in Return of the Jedi. And what I still enjoyed it. We're picking it apart, but yeah, I are. really did like it. Oh, yeah. It was, Over, it was, overall. It was a, it was overall, a great movie. Yeah. It was a great movie. It was a great end to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, just some weird things. Just some weird things going on and, and some weird ways to get to where they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Now, as opposed to other movies that have wrapped up se- uh, series and sagas and whatnot, and, and we're looking at you, uh, Rise of Skywalker, they didn't try to pack a whole ton of stuff into a two-hour movie to get to the end. They had a plan. There was a methodical pace to it. Yes, there were some weird twists and turns along the way, um, you know, and some things that make you scratch your head, but it didn't feel like the movie was too busy. No, it never felt busy. Right. It, it felt like there was a, there was a good logical mm-hmm. unfolding to things. Now, a lot, of, a lot of movies nowadays, when they're trying to wrap up a, a large series, they pack so much in. They try to tie so many things together. They don't want to leave questions, but in the process, they just confuse the ever-loving hell out of you. That's the sign of the times, though. Isn't yeah, it? It, they're trying it really to pack is. as much as in, in yeah. possible into a shortest. Return of the Jedi has does it in a different fashion, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's... some weird stuff in there, but it was it wasn't so fast paced that you were right. like whiplash from what just happened. Right, right, right. So versus Rise of Skywalker, I was whiplashed at the end of that movie. <laughs> It doesn't let up. That no, one. We'll, it, when we'll get to that in, yeah, in time. Yeah, eventually. You know, and uh, we'll get to that one in time and talk about that. But um, you know, just the whole space combat scene was cool. Mm-hmm. There were so many cool things going on. It was mm-hmm. so much fun to watch. 
and and to see all the different stuff happening, the different ships, the different interactions, the different tactics that were mm-hmm. being used at the time, you know, the different reactions to things. It was it was interesting, and and to see this massive, you know, be all end all dreadnought battle cruiser, the command cruiser, executor mm-hmm. or executor, however you want to pronounce mm-hmm. it, um, being taken up by an A wing. Yeah, a crashing A wing, nonetheless. <laughs> it's like, wait, that's they, so. They they build poor ships, the Empire, because yeah. they could take they could take it down so easily. I mean, they, dust, yeah. dust stars. They were meant. They were basically. They were meant to be planet killers. Yeah, imposing. Yes, you know, rule through fear, not through skill. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of overwhelm you. You know, twenty twenty star destroyers is going to intimidate a planet. Yes, you slightly. Know. Yes. Um, physicists have calculated that while the Death Star design is theoretically possible, mm-hmm. it would take too much money, time, and material to be feasible. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't there a GoFundMe to create a Death Star or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was recently. There was like a GoFundMe like for you know trillions of dollars to create a Death Star. And yeah. But they got it's like you you had said at the beginning, well, how do they have all the materials? Mm-hmm. Or did you ask? I don't remember. Just, Somebody just, asked. Yeah, the, just the materials itself. When you to, have access to an entire galaxy. Yeah, uh, but, you know. but still, they're, they're building it in secret. Right. You know, <laughs> but in, in, in secret, secret. And I'm using air quotes yeah. at the moment. And, and just, it just the amount of materials to build a moon sized mm-hmm. thing is a lot. It's enormous for us to consider because we are so terrestrial based. Yeah. Right? We. Even in you know, even our science fiction can sometimes be somewhat limited, right? But mm-hmm. you got to look at it from their viewpoint. Um, okay, we can gather up enough materials from around the city of Rochester to build a house. Okay, that's mm-hmm. easy enough. We can go around the entire planet and pick up all the stone and, and materials we need to build a castle. Okay, cool. And uh, can we build a space station? Yes, slowly and in small parts because mm-hmm. of the material access we have as a terrestrial-based society. As our technology is right. and to get the parts there and you know, move it up. They have a whole galaxy. They have the whole galaxy. The galaxy. And, and you have ships that can go from one side of the galaxy to another. That's mm-hmm. beyond even, – even Star Trek – We don't have thoughts right now. Even yeah. Star Trek's warp drive says, well, we can only go from here to here in 75 years. Mm-hmm. You know, where Han Solo can go from one end of the galaxy to another in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so you, you if you look at it from availability, mm-hmm. then scrapping the resources together to make something that monstrous is more likely. You know, and and when you have access instead of of millions of people or thousands of people or hundreds of people, you have access to trillions upon billions of people. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, and creatures and automation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to remember in Clerks or Clerks Two, Randall makes the argument that the destruction of the Death Star. Yep. Is bad because of all the independent contractors, right. suppliers. Right. I used that line in the Enterprise yeah. yep. video. Yeah, yeah, are, are, are killed. They weren't doing anything. They weren't bad guys. They were just people going to do their job, and yep. they show up one day. You know, next thing you know, they're it's it's blown up. Do you think the Emperor would have cared yeah. to send them out to yeah. minimum safe distance during mm-hmm. a fight? No. no. Do you think the average stormtrooper knows how to mm-hmm. t- install a toilet main? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that line, mm-hmm. and I laugh every time. That was the I, that was the original Clerks. I'm pretty sure of it. Can't remember. Yeah, because in the third one, him and Elias are too busy arguing about Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars. There's right. one original trilogy. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Do we have any any thoughts about the whole interaction between Vader, the, the the Emperor, and Luke? That whole exchange, that whole series of scenes. Probably between- should because that's kind. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Pause so that I can kill the dog. 
Uh, oh, Palpatine. Well, what shocked me is she was laying right underneath my legs. <laughs> she does legs. that to me all the time. And she, suddenly something decides to catch her attention. She starts barking, and I'm like totally in the zone somewhere else and scares the ever-loving crap out of me. It's well, like, and then, really? she, then she like lifted her head up really quickly, so got like my shin. It didn't hurt me, but yeah, it like, she bonked you. Bonked me, and I'm like, oh, I've never had a dog like, that acts like this one. That's serious. I've never had a dog that's acted well, like this They're unique one. animals. They, she, they really they are. are. Moving on. So, yes, Palpatine, Vader, Luke. Hey, Palpatine just has the creepiest look as he's thinking yeah. <laughs> that he's just... Luke may switch over. He's like, it's, it's like he's watching a porn movie or oh my something. God. It's like, get the money shot, get the money shot, turn over, would you? Come on, crossover, baby, let's go. Pop your lightsaber. Take up your lightsaber. Strike me down. Yes, I can. F- and I love how yeah. I can feel your anger. <laughs> Dude, really? <laughs> Children's show. Come on, man. Wouldn't you like this leather outfit? Seriously. <laughs> as far as creepy villains go, Palpatine wins. Mm-hmm. He is not. He they're, 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 like Seriously, he's got a, some sort of fetish going on there. Pure evil. Excuse me. But then he gets, you know, and then at the end when, when Luke throws the lightsaber aside, he's defeated Vader. He's cut Vader's hand off. Mm-hmm. Vader's just lying there defeated, done. And, and, and Palpatine's like, go ahead, finish it, finish it, take him out. And Luke like, does the whole finally suddenly the ballsy thing. Nope, no, mm-hmm. I'm good. This this guy stop throws his weapon away. Mm-hmm. Ultimate evil in the galaxy. You do not throw your weapon away, dumbass. Just saying, right there. Just making a comment. Yeah. Hook it on your belt. Mm-hmm. Put your hands at your sides. Be cool. Be chill. But nope. but don't throw it. Turn, I'll never need this again. Yeah. yeah. Turn turn it off is one thing, yeah. but yeah. You want, I'd hold on to it if I was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. He's not going to. But then Emperor's you see, you see Palpatine's mood just shift from like creepy old man to, all right, so be it, Jedi. <laughs> now I'm going to just kick your ass, and, and then the lightning comes out, and oh, now we're riding the lightning in a whole new way. Holy moly! And Luke's thinking, Yoda, why didn't you tell me about the lightning? <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, how <laughs> do I block this? Come on, somebody come. Ben, where the hell are you now? <laughs> Popping up when I'm trying to figure things out, but you're not here when I need you. That was the first time we saw the lightning, right? Yes. Yeah. It is the first lightning strike. Mm-hmm. And we only saw it one other time after that. No, two. Never mind. Two. Uh, what is the it? last the, movie. Dooku. We saw Dooku use it against... Yeah, uh, right. yeah. You know, attack oh, the clones. Yeah, against mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. And the Emperor used And then Emperor it. tries to uncork it on, on Yoda, and Yoda blocks it, but then does the whole absorb it in his hand thing, which I thought was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but does uh, I thought doesn't he use it against Mace Windu? Yes. I'm sorry. That's right. He does at the end. So in the original trilogy, it's the only first time right. you see it. Right. That's, so he's all over the place in the, in, mm-hmm. the, in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Fair enough. I stand. Also, I sit down corrected. <laughs> but what, what, you know, the, the, that interaction between the three of them, you know. It, it, I don't know. I, did, 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 you, did you feel Vader's conflict at all? Throughout all of that, I mean, or was it right at the end when he finally just decides to go after Palpatine? Mostly at the lightning. When, yeah, when, when right, he... right, like right at the end. It was more of, here, I am Palpatine's attack dog. I'm going to have some fun with you now. A little bit of that classic villain was there during that fight between Vader and Luke, mm-hmm. where he's stalking through the whole Emperor's chamber, you know, weaving through the the mm-hmm. stuff and just like you know, just kind of stalking him a little bit. I will know, not fight you, him. Father. Then you will die. You know? <laughs> Um, and it was great. And somebody pointed it out in a meme recently. Um, Luke jumps up to that over uh, that catwalk. Which where do you put it? Why do you put a catwalk in the Emperor's Palace room? I don't understand. But we'll roll with it. On the catwalk. Yeah. So he's on the catwalk, and and, and Vader looks up and goes, "Obi Wan has taught you well." Yes, because Luke has the high ground. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. That was um, it's it's funny because during the um the scene on the Death Star in the um. 
throne room, the chair is supposed to be um, mechanized and move. Okay. It malfunctioned. So it just turned. So, no, um, Ian McDermott had to turn it with his feet. Oh. So he was shuffling his feet, and there were little tape marks on the floor that shows where he had to stop okay. in order for it to be covered because the, the throne wasn't the... Um, it wouldn't work. The power wasn't it working to it, so he had to spin it himself. So just take that into consideration now when you go back and watch it now yeah. that the emperor is actually moving his own chair. <laughs> he did a really good job of it, too. No guys behind the scenes that could have done it. I mean, come on. No. Stage could have had a couple of guys under the floor on a crank. You know? Yeah, you know, I figured they could have done something. I I just thought it was kind of funny (laughs) that this big bad guy has to move his own chair. Twinkle toes. Yeah. What do you think, Billy? I think that um, I I noticed towards the end when Vader was feeling more uh, conflicted, Mm -hmm. you could still sense it despite the big helmet. There was still sort of body language and i don't even know like if in the face he managed to make it look a little more sad or it, it did seem like the the mask yeah. was a little sadder for this, some this is where we're going to actually compliment the acting skill of mm-hmm. david prowse because he had to do everything through body language mm-hmm. after the first movie he knew he was not doing the lines he yeah. was just doing the lines to help everybody else after mm-hmm. when he in during the second and third movie he knew his place in things mm-hmm. so he had to convey everything through body language you know, shifting and, and turning his head and whatnot, and, and how he kind of presented that. I mean, maybe was it like the lighting or something that made the face look different? Maybe. I don't think they would have done a different mask. Cinematography. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, def- I definitely got the frown on the mask. <laughs> <laughs> the, eye, the eyebrows start going off to the side yeah. instead of down the middle. Yeah, well, that was Spaceballs, I think. That did. Yes, they did. <laughs> but a- I, I, I thought they did a really good job. Yeah. at the end with mm-hmm. uh, Vader's death and. Wanting no admitting that he he regrets his mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Tell your sister you were right. Mm-hmm. Did he ever know who Leia was? Who his sister was? I don't know. They don't I mean, really establish um, that. I mean, after he's dead, he kind of sees it. But yeah, uh, in the final lightsaber duel between Luke and Vader, when Vader learns that Princess Leia is his daughter and Luke's long lost twin, he says, "If you will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will." So I don't know how they reference. They don't. He never says. Right. They might have made a reference in the novelization. Again, again, there probably is some material outside of Return of the Jedi that gives people the explanation of how Vader knew it was Leia. Mm -hmm. But all they ever establish in the movie itself is that Vader figures out that Luke has a sister. Mm -hmm. He doesn't figure anything else out other than that. Not that we know of. Maybe because she's the only female character in the movie. Well, there's that. (laughs) You know, other than Mon Mothma. Who's the main, oh, yeah. the main character? Let's yeah. see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the novelizations always have more. Because I was reading, I was right. watching one, one TikTok, one guy, he said, he read the novelization of Rise of Skywalker, and mm-hmm. he said it, it makes so much more sense than the movie does. Right. And he said there's so well, much more stuff more in, a book in there. Than in a movie. Yeah. And, and, but I mean, I've read some of them, but they're pretty much exact, especially when the novel, novel comes after the movie, they're pretty much exact what the movie yeah. is. But he says there's so much more. I haven't read it. I actually got the book. I'm going to read it one of these days. Mm-hmm. Maybe if, if we do that, we get the, that one. I'll read it before that. But okay. he said there's so much more in there, and it, it it connects so much more dots. So, but again, it probably should have been two, two or three movies, right? Like the last one. So, yeah. But then it would not fit into a trilogy unless Douglas Adams wrote it, right? So, do we have any final thoughts about Return of the Jedi? Is on the whole, I I liked it better than I remembered liking it. <laughs> 
despite all of our nitpicking. Oh yeah, yeah. we did nitpick a bit, yeah. but we do we do enjoy these movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, the original trilogy is a nice package. It has mm-hmm. a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right. You know, there's it there's, wasn't overwhelming. Yeah, there's an evolution to things that mm-hmm. certain things makes the more of it, most of it makes sense. Yeah. You know, but it's also the the vision and the imagination and seeing. The effects and and the different life forms and planets and whatnot. I don't like them adding Hayden Christensen to the no, ghost yeah. thing at the end. Yeah. It wasn't, ne- it, that well, was most, most, necessary. A lot of this stuff wasn't necessary. Yeah, that was just. I mean, if weird. he had, if he had just gone and just cleaned up some scenes versus mm-hmm. changing scenes, that went to Ben as as bad. But he, I mean, just the fact that he changed all this stuff, mm-hmm. and, you know, adding in a few extra scenes or something might might not have been as bad. But yeah, just changing stuff like that was just not necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, why did Darth Vader suddenly become young? Yeah, why, why mm-hmm. regressing. You know, yeah. then then you would have. Then why not change Sir Guinness's Force Ghost to um to Ewan McGregor? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, if you're going to change that, so it that was, it's Hayden it, Christensen and it then Alec Guinness, in, inconsistent. It's yeah. and Yoda. Then change all three. Mm-hmm. You know, make Yoda look a lot younger. Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda. <laughs> bring him. Bring in Grogu's puppet. I like Baby Yoda. We we know it. Um, you know, and but. And I think the great thing is, is it doesn't set up the prequel and the sequels. It just it's a nice wrapped up package. Mm-hmm. Those original three movies, you know, there's there's a there's a thing to it, mm-hmm. and and you can take it and set it aside, and then create the whole universe that as as novelists and and gamers did after that, you know, mm-hmm. they created everything that happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to, so it was nice right. to see it, you know, to, to kind of like finish off some thoughts and whatnot. But and we will get into the Star Wars saga. The prequel trilogy will probably be next, but that'll be down the road. Mm-hmm. We're not going to bomb you. We're not going to be a Star Wars only podcast. Um, so next up, next week, we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. So you can expect what we're going to be talking about soon. All right. So we'll be right back. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jedi and Sith alike. Um, so, th- as I mentioned before, we went to break real quick. We, our next series of movies, we've already talked about it before we started recording this one. Um, we didn't want to just be Star Wars only and then jump to Star Trek. That have been too on the nose. So we're going to kind of go a little bit more lighthearted. And so our next uh, series of movies we're going to be talking about will be the Back to the Future series. Since, since we're past the timeline of all the movies now. Exactly. We're not going to look back at it in hindsight and see what they got right and what they got wrong. Because there's some things in, that our, Back to the Future accidentally predicts. Right. Like so. the Cubs winning the World Series and stuff like that. I think they even nailed the year, if I remember correctly. I th- oh, and maybe the opponent. And like... Yeah, a team. The, the did they play the Florida Marlins? I don't remember exactly, but yeah. we'll we'll, we'll well, look well, into that. Yeah. yeah, but we're gonna be looking into the adventures oh, yeah. of Marty McFly and Doc Brown uh, for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Also, just to let you guys know, we're coming into summer and we've got some things going on. Um, so monkey business might actually we're we're working be on spotty. to make sure it might be a little spotty from time to time. We're gonna try and work on on getting it to keep it every week, uh, but it might be every other week sometimes. And we're just gonna we're gonna but we'll keep you alerted so that you know what's happening at all times. Or we and, may bring in uh, Joan Rivers as our guest host. Only if we have a Ouija board. I was yeah. going to say. Be- <laughs> Jay Leno. Jay Leno. We'll have Leno yeah. do it. Yeah. And then he'll steal the show from us yeah. and then push Conan O'Brien out, even though Conan <laughs> O'Brien was never on monkey business. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But, you know, there's there's some behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Um, regardless of that, hey, Dan. <laughs> yes, Chris? Dan, do we have a question of the week available to us? Maybe. We've got lots of questions. We have lots of questions. Billy, can you pick a, pick a number between 300 and 301? 
No. <laughs> okay. 300.5. Yes, 300.1. So, no, I, but I don't, have you picked a number in a while? I, I did a couple weeks ago. Did you a couple so, weeks ago? Yeah. How about you over there, young lady? I don't think I have in a while. Guess what? Huh. It's your turn. 116. What smartphone feature would you actually be excited for a company to implement? What smartphone feature would you be excited for them to implement? What does this thing not do? I know, seriously. I said we're all looking at our smartphones. <laughs> we're we're like, okay. well, I mean, I, I, mine does everything I needed to do for the most part. We so think. you want a company to implement. Mm-hmm. So what feature does your phone have? What doesn't it have that you wish it did? Artificial intelligence. Like, no, like it, genuine. I wouldn't do that, Chris. I know. <laughs> do not call that person, Christopher. Do not use me while you're driving, Chris. There you go. I wish you could read my mind sometimes. Ugh, no, I, I don't want anybody to read my mind. That would not be healthy. Your, your phone would explode. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like it not to track me as there much as, as it You turn your location does. services off. Yeah. Yeah, but but no, really but, no, no. You turn your you know. See here, I'm going to go conspiracy theory, which I don't do often. But you can turn you. It shows you that you've turned your tracking mm-hmm. stuff off. But it's, does it really? It still turn knows off? because it still like knows where you it are. knows like on um, a Sunday morning, I'm coming up here from my house mm-hmm. to podcast, and it'll say. Mm-hmm. 23 minutes to Pullman Avenue. But even uh, even it, not, it, not just physically knowing where like, I am. The other day I was listening to a podcast about Sinead O'Connor and the history of the song Nothing Compares to You. Mm-hmm. As I'm listening, I'm scrolling through Facebook. Doesn't an ad for mm-hmm. Sinead O'Connor's new book show up in my Facebook yep, feed? It's yep. scary how yeah. that works. Oh, yeah. You it just, really just mentioned, even just mentioning just something, talk, talking, talking about, about, it, about yeah. it out loud. Yeah. And all of a sudden, things are mm-hmm. going to... I, it both makes me, wow, I might need that, and go, stop it. <laughs> That's not right. That's well, not right. And, and like all mm-hmm. these conspiracy mm-hmm. theorists are out there in regards mm-hmm. that the um, COVID-19 mm-hmm. vaccine is actually a tracking chip that they put in your arm Fine. and things like that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm have you not seen your smartphone? Yeah. <laughs> Did they well, use like, Let me just make an observation on that real quick. <laughs> One... I've I've talked to people who have been in the military. They have the most advanced tracking software and tracking rhythms and and they know and where we are and satellite and whatnot. And they and there's times where the people who are controlling these soldiers don't know where they are. Right. Okay. <laughs> because they have the most advanced stuff that it doesn't always work. Now, do you think that the 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 virus or the 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 vaccine has just a tiny little chip in it, big enough for them to find you? For starters, I'm sorry, you know, sorry, Jethro, you're not that interesting to begin with. <laughs> Secondly, if you have a cell phone and a credit card and an internet account somewhere, they already know what you're doing anyway. So yeah, why right. do they bother trying to shove it in your arm? You're an idiot. Moving on. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I had to so, get that off my chest. Thank you for bringing that up. Actually, you know something I really did wish I had? What? A, a while back, I wasn't feeling well, maybe even pre-COVID, mm-hmm. but I, I wondered. I wonder if the cell phone has a, te- has a, a thermometer. thermometer. Oh yeah, but it, and it didn't. Yeah. It only had it. It didn't, and they, there they wasn't. Have, they have the little the little handheld uh, things now. You can put yeah. something like I mean, that into the, the phone. The, it might yeah. see something like for the watch. Yeah, right. The watch could do it. Yeah. I mean, the phone. I don't think the phone. But like, like, like the watching and watch, watch does your pulse yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Your you know heart rate and stuff. So I mean, but at one point, I wish I had sensor. a thermometer. I thought there was something about a watch with a your temperature, like a Fitbit kind of Checks your temperature. It might be. Something out there, but that's because the watch is right up against your skin. It has a capability, but I thought there was mm-hmm. one of the newer watches mm-hmm. could do something along those lines. I wouldn't doubt it. 
No, I went since, either. Since there's like the whole Fitbit thing where people are yeah. using it more I mean, to monitor it, their they health. They got these sensors on the back of it anyway that yeah. you're doing stuff right yeah. now. So Equestrian, stuff like that. What That's not f- an Apple Watch, though. No, this is an Fitbit. Oh, okay. So... So that's that. So we say goodbye to the original trilogy of Star Wars movies. Bye-bye. And that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we will say hello to the Back to the Future hello. starting next week. Hello. So if hello. you want to uh, hello. hello. So if you want to watch Back to the Future and play along with us. Absolutely. <laughs> you know you know what we're doing cuz for a change we know what we're doing. Ta- talk talk business the home game. Yeah, you can talk back to whatever <laughs> that's <awesome>. you're li- <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> We're going to have to come up with a drinking game for monkey business, I think. How many times can we make Tanya leave the microphone? (laughs) Are we off tangent? Drink. (laughs) Have we we referenced a naked show? (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. (laughs) Our drunk listeners. But but Billy, you're right. I mean, we're going to be in a better position to let people know what we're going to be talking about in the future. So with that being said, so you can start kind of joining future. us. Yes. Yeah, you can start joining us a little bit more in that. <laughs> we're going to go back to the future next week. All right. So so for Billy and for, for Tanya and for Dan and for Juno, I, my name is Chris. I am your host. And um, oh, Dan. Yes, Christopher. <clears throat> hey, Dan. Yes. Hit it. <laughs> because this has been FC3's Monkey Business a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you September 25th and 26th, 2021 at the Total Sports Experience in Gates. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us wherever we go, and we'll lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week, have a safe week, and we will talk to you again next week. Dun-dun!